Thank you for joining us for Under the Water Tower, a ministry of Fellowship Baptist, located under the city water tower on Mormon Mill Road in beautiful Marble Falls, Texas. We don't just love the Bible, we love talking about the Bible and talking about how the Bible informs our life in this world. Recording here in the sanctuary and previously unfrozen from the near record freeze we've had here in Texas are Daryl Fishbeck, Misty Graham, Joni Wallach. I'm Jamie, still not completely unfrozen. My feet are um, heavier, I think, and uh, yes. I lost feeling in some of the toes. Mm-hmm. Mine were purple for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Is that normal? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Per- the frostbite was fear. It was, it was cold it was here, cold. guys. Very cold. Uh, we all have running water and power, though. Um, Contrary to what you may have seen in the national media, we are not eating one another yet. It hasn't come to that. We're saving that for um, uh, Thanksgiving. March. March. <laughs> we put the madness in March. So uh, we got a lot going on here today. Um, our theme has been weird Moses stories. So we're going to pick up um, in a really weird spot. Joni, you want to set the table for us? Where are we at? What's the big story? So <clears throat> Moses has already gone up and received the Ten Commandments, and he came down with them, and they're all really well received. And then he goes back up, and God's giving him the blueprint for the tabernacle. Exactly. There's tons of Ten Commandments, blueprint for stuff. It's important things. When he comes down, what does he find? Well, when he comes down, he finds that they've made a mess of everything. So... Um, he finds but, a golden... But they're partying. They're having a good time, <laughs> yeah, it seems Yeah, they're partying. Like. Yeah. So Joshua says, I think there's a war. And um, there's maybe spiritual. And um, so they have constructed this golden calf. Yeah. And then that's kind of where the story picks up here. So uh, I'm going to start in verse 15. I think I originally said 19, but I'm in Exodus 32. So if you're listening at home... Um, Get your Bible out, Greg. If you're driving and listening mm-hmm. to this, don't, don't, don't try and read <laughs> while you drive. Just trust us. Uh, so, thirty-two Exodus thirty-two verse fifteen. Then Moses turned and went down from the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hand, tablets that were written on both sides, on the front and on the back. They were written. The tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. When Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted, he said to Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. (laughs) But he said, it is not the sound of shouting for victory or the sound of the cry of defeat, but the sound of singing that I hear. And as soon as he came near the camp and saw the calf and the dancing, Moses' anger burned hot, and he threw the tablets out of his hands and broke them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf that they had made and burned it with fire and ground it to powder and scattered it on the water and made the people of Israel drink it. And Moses said to Aaron, What did this people do to you that you have brought such a great sin upon them? And Aaron said, let not the anger of my Lord burn hot. You, you, know, you know the people, and they are set on evil. For they said to me, Make us gods who shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. So I said to them, Let any of you have gold, take it off. So they gave it to me, and I threw it into the fire, and out came this calf. And when Moses saw that the people had broken loose for Aaron and had let them break loose to the derision of their enemies, then Moses stood at the gate of the camp and said, Who is on the Lord's side? Come to me. And all the, Lord, all the sons of Levi gathered around him. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Put your sword on your side, each of you, and go to and fro from gate to gate throughout the camp, and each of you kill his brother and his companion and his neighbor. And the sons of Levi did according to the word of Moses. And that day about 3,000 men of the people fell. 
And Moses said, Today you have been ordained for the service of the Lord, each one at the cost of his son and of his brother, so that he might bestow a blessing upon you this day. The next day Moses said to the people, You have sinned a great sin, and now I will go up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Alas, this people has sinned a great sin. They have made for themselves gods of gold. But now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, please blot me out of your book that you have written. But the Lord said to Moses, Whoever has sinned against me, I will blot out of my book. But now go, lead the people to the place about which I have spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. Then the Lord sent a plague on the people, because they made the calf the one that Aaron made. This is the Word of God, and it's very good. What's good to you well, about it? I thought it? you were going to say, and it's very confusing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is some confusion. I, I was thinking about, uh, it's not a part of my notes, but I was thinking about, that's how, when I was ordained to ministry, I had to kill 3,000 people too, just to certify that I was legit. Well, when you're reading through this, my first thought is, you know, there's not just one podcast here. There's like 10 podcasts. We can do a whole season. Yeah, there's a lot of information in there. One thing. The other thing I thought was when I'm often scrolling through Instagram, I get these advertisements for these... um, Golden calves? No, 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 no. (laughs) These calming, soothing, audible things that you can fall asleep to, that they have these actors that read with these soothing voices. I was thinking, you know, Jamie ought to apply to to be one of those readers. I did Not saying I was about to fall asleep while you were reading, but saying your voice is very soothing as you talk about golden calves Mm -hmm. and drinking gold water. and That explains the the high percentage of people who fall asleep every Sunday at about 11 (laughs) o'clock. I have to... uh, Work on not being so soothing. I did take a class one time. They had this thing. They came through and they said, "Come and they record. They give you some pointers." It was for voice acting, and I did the thing and they recorded me. And then I had a, a call. They they said, uh, "We've analyzed your your giftedness with this, and we think that you would best be doing B level National Geographic specials." <laughs> In other words, this is not for you. That, that's what they told people who didn't really make the cut. If you were really good, they were like, an agent's calling you this afternoon to do that Crest commercial. Um, Under crest. this log, you will see a pill bug crawling <laughs> to his death. But see, if I'm doing it, it's going to, the pill bug knows the one secret that can make the world right. But his adversary, the beetle. <laughs> <laughs> See? Right. I've got to have there conflict. Go. That was good. That was good. National um, Geographic, if you are listening, yeah. David Arterborough, however you say his name, <laughs> That's if you're too, listening, he here's your replacement right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got more uh, cachet than I do. Uh, so what's, you say confusing. What do you think is confusing? Um, there's just a lot going on here. Or where do you want to start at, Daryl? Oh, gosh. I think the 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 things that Moses did in reaction or were told to 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 do on the surface seem extreme, and I know these are weird Moses stories we're talking about here. Um, I think it's hard to get into this context personally and figure out all right what's really going on here? Mm-hmm. Why is he doing this? Why why is this happening? And uh, things like that. So that's just it's just kind of the I'm more interested this week in listening, asking questions and listening to a lot of what y'all have to say Um, because it's just weird. It's weird. I think a lot of it is ironic also that while Moses is up getting these distinct instructions from the Lord about, you know, um, the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, um, he was talking, you know, going to anoint Aaron, a priest, and then all this exactly opposite of what God's doing here, the people are doing down here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I thought, you know, mm-hmm. isn't that like we are today, you know? Mm-hmm. It's um, literally in the midst of getting, here's how the tabernacle is going to roll. Yeah. The people are violating yes. all the Ten Commandments. It's mm-hmm. like all of them are yes. there. And Moses now, you know, he's just now hearing these things. So he's like, 
he's not just angry. He's like super angry, you know, because it's just fresh and new right there. I was thinking, though, like at the the start of uh, the start of chapter 32, it says that when the people saw that Moses was delayed to come down from the mountain, like like he was up there for 40 days, 40 nights. So at what point do they think, hmm, let's just, you know, build a golden calf? Well, they feel abandoned. I think they feel like, you know, we've waited all this time. We've been through all these things. And now here we are still waiting. And, you know, they don't see the big picture of what's going on just like you know we don't either right. and they just you know gave up conformed back to their old ways and that was really an ouch moment for me because I think about um how quickly or how easily it is to try to run ahead of God mm-hmm. and not be patient for the process um well I, I think you see that in today's world this has been a year now almost since this COVID thing has started and trying to find a voice of reason to listen to and, and how impatient as people we are when leaders mm-hmm. in certain uh, institutions suggest let's do this to help each other out or let's not do this or whatever and how quickly people pushed back against mm-hmm. this or that or or came up with their own solutions to things. But you still want to see the good in people. You know, Joshua, he's <clears> up there with Moses and he didn't hear them fighting and arguing. He, he was wanting to believe the best in these people. They're singing, you know, they're getting along, they're having a good time. In his mind, he was trying to justify the things that they were doing because he wanted to believe that they weren't causing trouble and doing all these horrible things. Surely it can't yeah. be what I think it I is. Can't, they, I can't be doing that. Yeah. Well, even some commentaries, one commentary I read said that um, they were giving thanks to God through the golden calf. Right. So it wasn't like they were just worshiping the golden calf because it was a golden calf. They were trying to worship God, but through the golden calf. Um, oh, that's exactly right. They, yeah. they, they, they make this, and their, their proclamation is, this golden calf is Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they so want a face. They want to put a face on something. Exactly. God started this good work, but then they wanted something else to finish. Hurry so, up and finish it. So where do the Ten Commandments start with? I've got brought, brought my coffee cup in. Mm-hmm. My coffee cup, you mm-hmm. can't see it, but it's got the Ten Commandments on it. And uh, the first one is, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. What's mm-hmm. that second one? Not no, Make no, no graven graven images, yeah. which mm-hmm. is for the reason. I'm not going to riff on this today, but... I have a real issue with any depiction of what Jesus looks like. Um, uh, to me, Which surprisingly, is often very Western, European, and and, <laughs> and um, what's the word? I'm a pale, pale Nordic, <laughs> pale Nordic effeminate Jesus, or you get the Kenny Loggins Jesus. Yes, um, the. Uh, <laughs> I'm all right. I was thinking Danger Zone. (laughs) Which Kenny Loggins song is is the? Never mind. Oh, I just I just went down. But anyway, yeah, I don't like any depiction of Jesus physically because uh, if he is God and I believe that he is God, then to make any image of what he looks like is a violation of the second commandment Um, because. Uh, he's already chosen what his image is. Human beings are made in his image. So when you look at another human, whoever that human is, that's that's what Christ should look like to you, which goes back to Matthew 25, right? Mm-hmm. When you did it, did it to the least of these, mm-hmm. you did it to me. No, no, I can't. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I defer to the gentleman. No, I just I can't confer their 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 emotions or their motivations, but there seems to be the trend... Uh, you know, they wanted a king, uh, and God gave them Saul, but he didn't want them mm-hmm. to have a king or didn't want to. Yeah. My interpretation of some of that is, is he was longing for them to, to trust him. And I think we struggle with wanting something tangible. We mm-hmm. want an image. We mm-hmm. want a structure or a person that we can worship. Ma- well, mm-hmm. worship, but maybe more trust so that we don't have to necessarily risk individually if we kind of collectively all agree that this thing is where we're going to focus our energy. And it could be a system. It could be an institution. It doesn't have to be an object per se. Um, but but something uh, other than having that one-on-one uh, relationship, I guess you could could say to a certain degree. Um, and it just it seems like it's almost human nature to want to defer to. And I think that's... 
you know, my first thought is uh, cult leaders and, and why you can, you know, I watched a documentary on Jim Jones and why people that have a strong personality and mm -hmm. a confident demeanor mm -hmm. and a de they declare this is the way it is. It's like, you know what, I like that. That resonates with me. I'm just going to do whatever you say. Yeah. And I know the golden calf isn't speaking to them or whatever, but I think it feels like a symbol of we need to be able to see or touch something that we can say this well you say it's not speaking mm -hmm. to them but do we not allow we even use the language it speaks to me mm -hmm. right that that certain inanimate objects can communicate to us and so this communicated to them freedom and power mm -hmm. um, th that mm -hmm. golden calf there's so much is wrapped up in that my favorite part of course is what did what could they have possibly have done to you yeah. Aaron to make you do, do this. this and he's like mm. but then Aaron's like you know when he tells him um, uh, and Aaron said let not the anger of my lord like calm down <laughs> let me explain it's just a calf yeah, just a calf calm yourself Iago. you know so he's like trying to justify his actions at this point yeah like I, Moses is overreacting well you know? he justifies his actions by blaming the people the people yeah. and Moses yeah the, I, I made mm -hmm. that note in my. So the people made me do it. Mm -hmm. You know, you know no. how they are. Yeah. They're just, they're just, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, and then you were so late coming down. Yeah. It can't be my fault. Right. It's your mm -hmm. fault and those people. And then he, <laughs> they gave me the. This is. <laughs> they gave me the gold. I didn't really do anything. <laughs> I just put the gold in the oven the and room, out yeah. popped this cat. I mean, it just. <laughs> Yep. It just popped out. It's like it was a miracle. It was, you know, uh, don't blame me. We, we've seen some weird stuff, Moses. We saw all these other stuff in Egypt. Yep. Don't blame me. I just took it for face value. That's why at the end of it, when it says the one that Aaron made, it made me laugh. <laughs> right. right. You know, I'm like, yeah. You want to go dark? Do it. You want to go dark? Do it. Of course. Greg, you want to go dark? <laughs> so here's the thing. Um, when Moses goes up, you have. Joshua goes with him, kind of as a helper or whatever, um, and then he leaves Aaron and her in charge, in charge right? Mm -hmm. Well, Aaron's here doing this. There's no mention of her. In fact, her who was helping hold Aaron's, mm -hmm. uh, hold Moses's hands up in the last uh, podcast we covered, you'd never see him again. Mm -hmm. oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so one of the thought processes oh. is. They murked him, He's right? The one He's that got dead. Sliced up here. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, because maybe he was the one who stood up and said, "This isn't right." You're not supposed to do this, Aaron. Yeah, you know better, yeah. Aaron. Well, and Aaron went with the people, with they the demands of the people instead of you know standing up and and saying this is wrong. We're not doing that. You know, it, which shows you don't just because the opinion of the people seems to be, you know, more than what you feel that's not always well and it shows too that the the, the mob mentality um it's very persuasive it's persuasive mm -hmm. and isn't always right or true right because you have the the one or two that may stand up and say no this is not right and yeah. if the mob doesn't like it they yeah it becomes mm -hmm. their truth but i don't think aaron really he knew he had done wrong but i don't think he realizes the severity of what he's done because ultimately it is his fault you know it boils down he was left in charge, and he allowed it to happen. I think he was just trying to gain the gain the you know popularity of the people, and it just reminds me of how leaders that seem okay at first, you know, can easily lead their people astray, or by not saying anything at all, says a lot. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's possible mm -hmm. too. I also think about the aspect of in for a penny, out for a pound sort of thing. So he begins making the compromises. Mm -hmm. At some point, he knows this is wrong, but if you're already down that yeah. down that line, when can you pull the plug on it? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where um, you you get too deeply invested in it, and you see it's gone around. He probably did not intend for it to go that far right. afield. He thought, yeah. "I'll make him a calf. A few will bow to it. Moses will come down and smoke them. There'll be right. you know a twenty in the plate and a hail mary, and we fine." But the next thing you know, do, they were dying. But they didn't just make. He didn't just make the calf. Then they made the altar you know and that's like because because if, if you're gonna have so if they had kept kept going down this uh, trail they were on 
eventually you're not just you have a calf you have an altar you have a calf priesthood yeah you have a calf rules mm-hmm. you know two feet good four feet better mm-hmm. you know whatever you want to do with that and yeah. uh, actually I got that backwards four <laughs> feet good two feet better if I'm gonna, I'm gonna quote animal farm let's do it right um so one of the things I like about the weird part of this there's there is like Daryl pointed out so many jumping off places for weird um, but for me, it's the punishment. Let's start with the one that seems intuitive. That's the death. So how does Moses punish the immediate the immediate offenders? Who does he call to action? Levites. He tells them to pick a side. The Levites. He, he yells. Uh, basically, I, in, my, in my mind, he draws a line in this saying, if you're on, if you're on God's side, mm-hmm. you come over here. So the Levites come, and what does he tell them to do? Pray for your brothers and sisters? <laughs> preach to them? Does he say, um, persuade them to leave their idol- mm-hmm. idolatrous calf ways? Mm-mm. No, Mm-mm. he says, put a sword on your side. Strap on your weapon. Mm-hmm. Get, find your bullets. Get your six-shooter. It's, it's time. <laughs> and what do they do? They do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. Define lock it. <laughs> they lock and load. Lock and exactly. Um, what do they do? They 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 do what? Execute them. They, yeah, they. Um, it says that they about three thousand men fell that day. So, so they and, went through. And, but and it's very specific. It's your brothers, your companions, your sons, mm-hmm. right? It's it's people you know that you're gonna, which is hard. Now, what I find fascinating is the number 3,000. If you were to think about the whole, we, I think we discussed last week, maybe a million of them were mm-hmm. coming out. That's a really thin number. Mm-hmm. 3,000 is not a lot. So who is being executed here without benefit of trial or jury? I would the say the ones that were partying, the, the ones that were playing uh, I'm going to push up against that. You don't think so? See, there's one way of reading this, and that is that all of the Israelites are playing and having a good time, but you know people. I don't think that's what's going down. There's old people here. There's mamas with babies. There's people with good sensibilities. Only 3,000 die. There's something else going on here. My read of it is that what you have is a strong mob of strong men who are running around lawless, abusing people, raping people, pillaging, taking, killing, murdering. It's like a really bad movie from Hollywood where they suspend the laws and you can do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. What's the name of that movie? Purge. Purge, yeah. Purge. It, it's like Purge. And so they're doing whatever they want to lawlessly. And Aaron has let this go under the pretense of this idolatrous uh, worship because when you are an idolater, and you remove any moral compass from what you're doing, you're capable of justifying anything. Mm-hmm. Well, and or on the Yellow. flip side of that, you maybe you're not removing, you're you're perverting the moral compass and actually justifying things like this um, by saying, you know, Moses abandoned us, um, God's abandoned us. Obviously, this was all wrong, and I'm just thinking off the top of my head here, but making some kind of a justification to to actually, I think sometimes in those situations, pl- people actually believe I'm what I'm doing is good and moral and right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even though to the normal senses, it's way off base. Yep. I think that's very possible. Unrestrained, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, and that's, it says uh, break loose and that's out, just flat out of control, you know. And like Daryl said, you just ju- justify the things in your own mind because, you know, I- I'm sure the people of Israel at this point feel like, you know, we've come this far, we've done this, mu- you know, they're tired and they're exhausted and they feel like, you know, maybe God owes them something at this point. So, you know, it just reminds me of just, you only live once. We, we might as well just do what we want to do because nothing matters now anyway. And without you know? Moses there, they yeah. feel liberated. And so that yes. you call attention to break loose. I think it's in verse 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron had let them break loose to the, to the derision of their enemies. Mm-hmm. That I think that's this mob, this small number of people, most men, 
who had said, this is our time to get what we can and do what we want. Yep. And they insist to the derision of their enemies. So I think whoever opposed them, maybe her was one of those. Mm-hmm. They just killed them. Yep. Like a, uh, an Al Capone run Chicago kind of thing. Mm-hmm. They do whatever they want. And so Moses comes in and now he begins to institute there's punishment, going to clean, mm-hmm. going to clean this town oh. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Moses so, comes down with, with authority. He's just been with, you know, the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights. So he's coming down. He means business, you know. He does. And he's got this, and the punishment comes strapped. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does not say, let's persuade them to, con- to repent. It's, they've, yeah. got, they've got, they have done such evil, mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. must die. And so. And he had to see that for himself, too, because God was telling him what the people were doing. But until he saw that for himself, right. that made all the difference. Exactly. And so he sees it. We've got, so that's the first round of punishment, is I think to the ones who had um, abused uh, their strength mm-hmm. and had the strong men who had hurt the community. Mm-hmm. And so they get taken care of by the Levites, and this is when they become special. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. kind of is the justification for their uh, calling. But the second punishment, my, that, that, that's, that's the real <laughs> weird part. That's where the, that's where the, um, that's where it hits the fan. So what do we got going on here? What does he do? What, what am I thinking of? I'm thinking of what? Who wants to help me? Oh, which part in the story? Yeah. The, oh, the second the kind of punishment. Drinking the gold. So, so what does he do? Melts it down, which this confuses me. Melts it, but then it says it grinds it into powder. So I'm thinking melts it and puts it into, like, not in the calf state. and then kind of a blob uh-huh. of, of gold. Did you just say calf state? <laughs> I think <laughs> Is I that did. Wyoming? What is that? <laughs> Possibly, I don't know. <laughs> the calf state. I should think before I talk about <laughs> It's <I'm> Moontana. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just as surprised when things come out of my mouth as y'all are. <laughs> Calf state. But yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so uh, maybe like it's a like he doesn't want to just show like I'm just gonna grind. I'm it just down. gonna like I'm like I'm taking all of this value. Step one, we're gonna destroy this thing. But mm-hmm. step two, then we're gonna take this thing and well, it's um, do something really weird. It is a it. process <laughs> of destruction, but I my read is a little different. It's that I think that perhaps there was a wooden calf underneath it, mm. and it was overlaid with the gold. Okay. That's how most things. I mean, I can't imagine it being a hundred percent solid gold. Right. Yeah. So solid gold. Because oh, that sorry. doesn't. How big? Is that? <laughs> the solid gold dancers. Solid gold. That was risque. Because they didn't wear much clothing uh. back then. <laughs> how big was this thing? Well, and gold. Sol- solid gold was a huge show. Everybody watched really it. Good. It was like every Sunday at young. five or something. Yeah. I like, did not. Solid gold dancers. Uh-huh. But re- gold, can you crush gold? Well, gold's can soft. You, I know. But can you grind it? Can is what grind you're it? In the Absolutely. Powder? Yeah. I guess so. Um, but so I think they burn it and melt. They they run all the wood off of it, and it's belted down into the slag kind of. It's the the, the hunk of gold, pure gold now. Mm-hmm. And then he grinds it down. Now, here's what I don't know, and I read several different things. When I read this first, I think of, like, there's a cup of water. You get two ounces of gold. (laughs) Drink, you know? (laughs) But it may have been as simple as ground up and then put in the the community's water supply, the drinking system, which has been very near and dear to our hearts this week (laughs) because many of us have seen our (laughs) water system just fade away, whether it's your own well water or Mm -hmm. community water. Um, So when you get... Um, we were on a boil notice. I was on a boil. You were on a boil notice. You, were, Joni, you have a well. Were you ever had to boil? No. Misty, were you on a boil notice? Mm-hmm. Why do you have to boil your water? Kill the impurities. To kill the stuff that's in it that's bad, mm-hmm. that might hurt you, it would cause you to have dysentery. That, that's mm-hmm. basically what it happens there. See, which is why I think if they did, he did mix it with a small amount of water because putting it in your big water systems they're not going to get as much consumption and it's not going to process the way i think he's meaning for it to to process to process <laughs> all that glitters Digest. is not gold <laughs> yeah that may not be what tolkien had in mind <laughs> well <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it's poop what's, 
it happens. It does. It What's happens. the saying? Uh, you know, you're gonna get a taste of your own medicine or mm-hmm. whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of get this idea of if he did just put it in the drinking system, maybe it wasn't as specific, and I'm now drinking it. But it was kind of a constant. Every time they went to take a drink of water, it was like almost kind of like a mind uh, things, like oh, that gold is in here. Or something. I don't know. Maybe it was a subtle game of. I'm certain you could taste it. I can taste when there's stuff in metal in my water. You I mean you gotta get it kind of? Yeah. The, Misty's pointing to our yeah. sink. The water here taste. in Marble Falls is terrible. Granite <sighs> Shoals, where I live, is worse. Yeah. Um, it, it's just bad. Uh, I'm sure they could taste it, uh, but we know they felt it. And for, at least that's my belief. Because this punishment wasn't just drinking it. Yeah, that's what I mean. It comes out. <laughs> Literally. Ooh, a nugget. <laughs> my children would swallow coins when they were children, and I'd say, well, you'll see it again. <laughs> um, the, the end of this verse, verse 30, chapter verse 35, uh, not, not, not every commentator connects it this way, but I think there's a definite connection. It says, then the Lord sent a plague on the people because they made the calf, the one that Aaron made. I really have it in my mind. The plague doesn't kill them. It just makes me wish they were dead. Mm-hmm. When you ingest that much metal into your system, my, mm-hmm. my, my gut tells me <laughs> their gut was giving them a bad day. Uh, talk about some serious constipation mm. um, issues, or perhaps I mean I don't really know or what. What does it do to your insides? It can't be good. What, mm. Cut you up and it I could. Mean, it could depending on how fine you grind it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, and the plague too. I mean, couldn't that have been the three thousand people that died? No, I think this is different because this is communal wide. Once you're dead, the plague doesn't hurt you. Yeah, but um, it's a plague to the other people to lose part of their. Mm, I no. think it's different. I think there's a very, okay. the Lord sent a plague on the people. I believe okay. that's community-wide as a yeah. reminder. So every time for a while they went to the, I mean, I'm thinking of a, a, of a long-term process, but I know that even if um, I have too much sugar in my diet, I feel it. Yeah. Um, when I eliminate, so to speak, you can mm-hmm. just imagine the pain. Yeah. They probably, especially if you're talking large amounts. Yeah. Of this, I I wonder, did anyone try and salvage it? You know, there was somebody that did. There's someone. Yeah, uh, my dad. My dad was Give there. me a coffee filter. <laughs> my dad would be one of those. <laughs> there with, a, with a metal detector. He does. He has a metal detector, and he used to strain for gold in certain <laughs> places. So, for real. Really. Yeah. Cool. Is it? <laughs> well, it could be cool. It could be. Um. So to me, this is just savage. This is this is the, what I call creative punishment. Mm-hmm. I love. But they used creative it. punishment. They used that as a for the because uh, Greg and I are watching um, a series, The Last Kingdom, and super cool. It's about Vikings and all that kind of thing. Well, a I've lot. I wanted of, to watch that. I've it's, seen. This. It's really neat because you can see a lot of the Old Testament things, their traditions and the punishments that they used, and this was one of the punishments that they used in there. Really? It was really neat, yeah. They made them drink golden water? Not golden, but um, a lady was um, accused of being not faithful, unfaithful to her husband, and so he takes her to the priest, and they gather the I dirt. Was just, I was just reading something off about Off of that. the um, tabernacle floor, and it makes her drink it, and it purifies her. If she has been with somebody else, um, then it takes care of that unborn baby if she has one not in a good way it flushes her out and if she's not been with anybody else then it um cleanses her so anyway it was very interesting spoiler what happens so, i gotta know now did, did no the her husband was a jerk he was very abusive to her and he, t- he he wasn't there and he took her and the priest that was administering this thing he knew that it was wrong that she had not been unfaithful to him so he slaps the cup the water and the dirt out he says we're not gonna do this and so Nobody knew that. That was their little. So she, so she didn't have to drink it. But uh-huh. I was like, I felt. I bet she really was unfaithful, and no one knows. No, she wasn't. Oh, okay. She's a princess. <laughs> okay, because princesses don't ne- okay. do that. Okay. I was reading something else Wait. too. <laughs> okay, let me load my weapon to shoot this <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> well, I just the more I'm, I'm reading it, and we're talking I'm about it. Rabbits. Is that maybe there's multiple things that could have been going on here is we, we see it as he's punishing them, but at the same time, it's 
in a weird way defiling the gold. So yes. it's mm-hmm. it's yeah. kind of a similar thing was done by um, Josiah in Second Kings twenty three, in which uh, there was an Asherah pole, and he had it burned down and ground into the ashes, and they sprinkled those ashes on the graves of those who had defiled the land. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of desecration. Um, it's the to me, this is the ultimate desecration. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing Josiah liked to do when you see in the Bible they desecrated a holy place. That usually means they went to the bathroom on top of it. That, mm-hmm. That's how you desecrate it. So this is the ultimate mm-hmm. desecration. You have ingested it, and it comes out in your waste. Um, uh, uh, Scubala. Um, <laughs> I also think of Jeremiah chapter 10. Uh, I wanted to read these um, verses if I can. F- I've been in, we did Jer- a six-week series. on. I'm in Jeremiah all year this year hitting around, but um, chapter 10 of Jeremiah is one of those great, um, basically, if you worship an idol, you're an idiot sort of thing, Um, and he comes in, Jeremiah 10, hear the word of the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. I'll try to read this in my National Geographic B-movie voice for (laughs) Daryl. Hear the word of the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. Is that, is that that good? That, that's, that's very good. Does that do it for you? <laughs> Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the nations, nor be dismayed at the signs of the heavens, because the nations are dismayed at them. For the customs of the peoples are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold and fasten it with hammer and nails so that it cannot move which sounds a lot like a Christmas tree. Their <laughs> idols are like scarecrows in a cucumber field, and they cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither is it in them any to do good. Uh, this idea that uh, your idols are just the things that you eat and that you carry around. It's, mm-hmm. You're just an idiot if you think that piece of wood has any kind of intrinsic value mm-hmm. other than that it's a piece of wood. And that calf has no meaning either. Mm -hmm. And we can prove that calf has no meaning because we burned it. Mm -hmm. Then we ground Mm -hmm. it down. Then I made you drink it. And then the last time you saw it, it smelled bad, right? This is the complete and total desecration. Mm -hmm. If he made everyone drink it, that would mean people who were not worshiping it and people who were worshiping it. It's like we're all in this together no matter where you... And now you've trapped upon... um, because the One other of, people are already dead. But it's, dead, the, dead. but it's the great aspect of the Old Testament that we miss. We are so focused in the New Testament world of being um, my personal relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. which is important. Mm-hmm. Please do not misunderstand me. You and me need to have a personal relationship with the Lord. But that goes in combination with my connection to my community, my church and the world in which I live in, we're, we're connected together. And in the Old Testament, there was a huge community ideal. So salvation wasn't individual, it was communal. The whole nation was saved when the Lord intervened, and the whole nation was punished when the nation was bad, even if individuals within that system were good or bad. Jeremiah was a really, really good, faithful follower of the Lord. But when the nation fell, he suffered just like it. In fact, he suffered more than most because um, you are communally identified. And so churches are the same way. So you, you may be in a church that you have a great relationship with the Lord, but if that church is not faithful, you will suffer because of the communal idea mm-hmm. uh, of faith. And I believe it to be very true. We miss that a lot. Mm-hmm. But I think in this story here, we see, you know, where Moses goes up to intercede for the people again for the second time. And he offers to take their place, you know, take me. Don't hold them responsible. Take me. And, and God says no. Um, and to me, that's saying that they're going to pay for their sins, not you. Of course, it's all you know, foreshadowing the coming of Christ and and him dying on the cross. But it shows that people are judged on their own sin, too. So, Well, I think that's true. I see what you're saying, though. But let's push it a little further. Moses and Joshua are the only two people completely innocent. Mm -hmm. They weren't there. Right. So even if you didn't participate, if you weren't, you know, 
uh, dropping the bass and drinking the you know, the the, <laughs> the gray goose in the bathtub. What what if you're not do, even if you're not doing all that, running around naked chasing mm-hmm. folks, you didn't stop it. And yeah. so mm-hmm. so it seems the way I read it, the majority of people probably were not involved in this. Mm-hmm. But the majority did not stop it, and so you're right. complicit by not um, putting. So her yeah. didn't. He, he didn't mm-hmm. get punished if he got, you know, dead. Yeah. Um, but he tried to stop it. Mm-hmm. Maybe if others had stood with him at the time of decision, mm-hmm. none of this would have happened. So in mm-hmm. that sense, that's why the community is responsible because what right. the community allows uh, is a is, is a blame as well. Right. Well, why Guilty was, why by was Aaron association. not more punished? I'm pretty sure he had to drink. I know, but, I mean, he kind of made a lot of excuses for what happened. And he was in leadership position, but a lot of other people died. I'm just curious, is is he partially innocent in this? So Did he get overrun by the mob? Is so, so Aaron... Aaron pride and people died? Mm-hmm. Aaron Right, like the man. I'm, I'm, I'm working it. I'm trying to work it. Because um, God still had plans for him, and it was still Aaron's hands that mm-hmm. actually carved the. Like, it wasn't Aaron stood by and let them carve a calf. Aaron did it. Like he participated. Yeah, he's not. He's Aaron, he's Aaron, pretty guilty. Okay, okay. Aaron smelted and people melted. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron carved and people starved. Oh, well, this this works. Um, I, so the leadership principle, I think, is at play to some extent. He failed, and from this moment on, he's not near the leader he was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, think, think King David in that regard. David made huge mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, the story you were telling earlier reminds me of David and Bathsheba with mm-hmm. the baby that, you know, right. mm-hmm. David weeps and cries, He he and the baby dies, and David's like, uh, he shall not come to me, but I shall go to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but David's place of leadership was never fully revoked, even though he was he was feckless after mm-hmm. the the Bathsheba, and then the cover up of the murder of Uriah. The, the cover up's always worse than the crime. Mm-hmm. So there, that aspect comes into play. I think though, there's no evidence Aaron participated in the fullness of it. So his his punishment is more. It fits the crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big. I love these creative mm-hmm. punishments. Uh, read of a, of a judge who a woman had stiffed a taxi driver for a 30-mile trip, and he gave her the option for her punishment was either going to be, well, you can spend 30 days in jail, one day for every mile you jip the taxi driver, or you can walk 30 miles. Oh. You know? <laughs> I love punishment. When I, was, <laughs> I love that. You can ask my children. I'm really good at it. I believe the punishment should fit the crime. Mm-hmm. So Aaron's crime was about I don't think he hurt anybody in terms of violence or lasciviousness, but I do believe that he's guilty of idolatry. That he had to drink. Mm-hmm. It's the ones who took it to the next level who personally bore responsibility. That, that's the way I would. There's nothing textually to to confirm that, but I think that that's how I would defend that aspect of the situation. Um. So, what are you guys thinking? Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm just thinking applying it to today's world, like leading by popular opinion is super dangerous. Opinion polls are the worst way to make a decision. Mm -hmm. I really believe opinion polls have done more harm than good because you look to see which way the winds are blowing right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you said this or I read it or heard it or where. Did did you like it? Yes, it's good information. Was was it true? I think it is. Then I said it. Okay. (laughs) When you Google something, the order that it appears in outside of the sponsored ads has nothing to do with the ratings or whatever. It has to do with which of those has been clicked and gone to the most times. Mm -hmm. And so whatever that top Google response is, is basically, and it could still be accurate, but it's basically in that top spot because it was clicked on the most. So, like, you're talking about popular opinion or whatever. And so when you're searching for, for a response that the, the, the algorithm is, is supposedly, um, that's why you see them in the order that you see them in. Mm-hmm. And that's designed mm-hmm. to sell you something. 
the whole system is designed to sell you. And if you have that knowledge, therefore, then you want to try and get your your website, your answer, your whatever to be in that top spot, whatever Mm -hmm. method that takes. Um, Usually all manner of uh, unethical behavior uh, Mm -hmm. to do that. So what I'm thinking about is the idea of punishment. So which do you prefer, the Levites striking down 3,000 who are inherently guilty, or here's your elixir of pain? I think there was no chance for repentance with the ones that were stroke like that were killed. Um, like there's there's no chance of turning things back because you're dead. So <laughs> <laughs> just, just dead men <laughs> tell no tales. But the others had a chance to turn things around. But yeah, and th- they don't have a very good. Tra- I mean, I was thinking about majority rules. I think. Misty was the first person in our group to bring this up. The The Israelites coming out of Egypt don't have a very good track record with mm-hmm. majority rules. Mm-hmm. So even in Egypt, before they ever get out, a couple of times they want to get rid of Moses and kill him, but God intervenes because mm-hmm. the majority wants to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. What? Make bricks without straw? <laughs> this is a terrible idea. You know, Look what he's done to us. And, and so that's not good. This isn't good. Majority overtakes the minority, mm-hmm. uh, perhaps, or at least strong men rigged the election, so to speak. Uh, and then you get later when you have problems with um, going into the, was it the spies? How many mm-hmm. spies go in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Twelve. Twelve. And how many say, well, it's beautiful. We can't take it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, two say, let's go. Let's go. God gave it to us. But the majority report is overwhelming, 80%. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can almost hear the news headlines that night. 80% of the spies indicate we should not go in. We will die most certainly. Uh, let's talk to this one guy. Caleb, what's your problem? <laughs> and they demonize him. And we have pictures of Caleb in a compromising position. You know, all these kinds of things. The, all this stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. You can almost see that the the machinery at play. The so the punishment though. I'm I'm always troubled by capital punishment. This I that that seems severe. Mm-hmm. I, I for the record, I am not in favor of capital punishment at all uh, in the modern world. Uh, I can excuse it in this place because these people are in covenant with the Lord, mm-hmm. um, in, in a very powerful way. Uh, and unique to them that we're not in today in a culture. Um, I prefer the creative punishment here. I think that you learn your lesson. Yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, it, it has to do... It, Die or drink gold, I'm drinking some gold. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll walk 30 miles before I'll go to sit in jail for 30 days. I'm walking. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. But, but you learn your lessons better. Sure, absolutely. I, my you would s- hope. Well... They never made another golden calf. I mean, the really? generations later, they had issues with idolatry, but they never, they never did that exact same thing again. Yeah. Do you think though it's because they killed the three thousand, or do you think it's because of the the drinking of the gold? The 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 leader in me says that it is the drinking of the gold at the personal level, mm-hmm. but the theologian in me, and then the, I guess. The historian enemy says, "Killing the three thousand eliminates the leadership of the group who are the problem." Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, before you can have systemic change, you have to get rid of the people who are advocating for the aberrant behavior. Mm-hmm. Now, we, in our system, we use prison. Mm-hmm. I think if there was another way that God would have used another way, I, I, the best analogy like in these contexts that I've heard explained that, that helps resolve it in my mind some is it's like it's like um, there's a cancer, but to destroy the cancer, if you have bad enough cancer, you can't do chemo because the chemo would kill the person because the cancer's so bad. Is that there's almost a purging of the cancer, and the cancer is so bad in these people that it cost them their lives. Why are you laughing? Because you're laughing over here, and I just... <laughs> I'm laughing because my computer just told me it was 12 oh, o'clock. Okay. I can fix that. <laughs> I like it that it does that. I know you do, but we all like it, too. 
time is precise. The uh, y- yes, you were right. But the, and one of the theories, like chemotherapy and radiation, the way that the chemotherapy works is to get you as close to death as possible yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to kill the cancer inside and, yeah. of you and then bring you back. And God's serious. He's letting them know that you know this is serious stuff here. And that's a great God is serious. So what He's done is He's used a surgery mm-hmm. to remove the three thousand, mm-hmm. followed yeah. up with a real good mm-hmm. dose of radioactive gold mm-hmm. for chemotherapy Therapy. at the at the at the individual cellular level of Israel. Yes, and you have to pick a side when He says, uh, you know, who's for the Levites when He calls them out. I mean, as Christians, we have to pick a side. You know, there's no middle area there, and I think that's super important that God's weeding these people out so to speak that and part really resonated with me too the mm-hmm. you have to pick a and side there's, there's a cost following Christ there's 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 a price and there's I mean it's not it's not cheap to follow the Lord he expects things from us and he's he's serious about it is that Moses's uh, excuse me is that Aaron's primary sin Misty is that he tried to be on both sides I think so that's the way I'm taking it and I mm-hmm. think Moses intercession is what saved Aaron when he went up to Ooh. God and said, you know, please, you know, and it said God relented. I think that's part of letting Aaron live was Moses, Moses saying that and doing that. Mm. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting perspective that Moses saves Aaron's life in this mo- moment um, because he was pure. Mm-hmm. He, had not, he, had not, he had not compromised. So I'm thinking about creative punishments and punishments in general. So one of the things that bothers me is when someone, high-profile figure in business or in government or even entertainment makes a mistake, uh, they fire them. They terminate them immediately. I mean, Mm -hmm. government's real bad about that. If you make a mistake in government, they'll begin calling for your resignation or your removal to be fired immediately. Now, sometimes I'm sure that's justified, but my experience is that you really don't know what you're doing until you've made a few mess ups. Mm -hmm. And so if you fire everybody who makes a mistake as soon as they make a mistake and replace them with someone who's never made said mistake, you're going to make that mistake again Mm -hmm. because that person doesn't know not to do that again. The only way you learn to not do it is by messing up, Mm -hmm. overcoming it. Um, I just think that our, our society is too quick to terminate maybe cancels the idea cancel culture uh of course that's become a a mean in and of itself but the idea of saying once you make a mistake you're now you're you're ruined forever Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i just don't think that that's that's not grace that's not scripture no um at all grace i love and and just here where it says in 30 the next day moses said to the people and to me the next day that's just that's god's grace and then it says, you know, in 33, but the Lord said to Moses. And that's just, all of it is just, you can just see God's grace all over this story. And I love that. So you keep coming back to the post, the follow-up, where next day Moses goes up and has, okay, God, let's talk about what happened. Yeah. Right. So it's been 24 hours. And I'm just, I'm using Western timing here, yeah. but it's the next, next day. day. The scripture's pretty, it's the next day. Moses has had a time to gather his thoughts. Do you read Moses coming down Angry or collective? I mean, uh, I saw all sorts of different ideas. I mean, he does take the tablets that God wrote and breaks, breaks them, them. Yeah, mm-hmm. which seems pretty uh, bold. Yeah. God just gave you something precious. I'm not oh, going to no. break it right in front of everybody. But right that here. shows how serious, you know, they were breaking God's laws. He was breaking the tablets. Exactly. It's know, a powerful so. symbol of a broken mm-hmm. covenant. Mm-hmm. But does he do this like... I hate to do this, guys, but this is you've let. I have to break these now. No. Or does he, in anger, throw I think he's them? In anger, disappointment, maybe. Yeah, maybe anger. I see that, but I think it's just disappointment. Like he's had this huge mountaintop experience, and then he comes down and wants to share with them all of this, and it's not going well. And and I think about like when we have those mountaintop experiences, um, camp or or just time alone with God where you're away from everything and God really shows you something and you want to tell others about it and then it doesn't go as you think it's going to go in your head. So so you have Moses basically looking at the 3,000 who are about to die saying, 
this hurts me more than it hurts you. <laughs> he, he comes yes. down, <laughs> drops his head, and goes. <sighs> you were talking about punishments one time. One time, I snuck out of my house. Actually, not out of my house because you what? had to go through like big pasture land to get out of my house. But we know where you live. It's, it's a <laughs> yeah. long way away from. Sneak out of your house, you just can't get anywhere from exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> so I snuck out of a friend's house, and we were, you know, riding around in cars in the middle of Lakeway, and um finally get home we had done the whole like you stuff the bed you know so it looks like a person <laughs> and um I got i'm gonna over. tell Marie she needs to start listening to the podcast <laughs> so the cops call and and stuff and i finally get home and the so, whoa, whoa, whoa. where did the cops come in <laughs> well did you get arrested <laughs> what happened no we ran what? a stop sign uh, um so we who was mm-hmm. driving that's another story <laughs> for so another day. I was not driving. Some random boy. But anyways, oh, random boy random. runs a stop sign. Be looking for the new podcast that Joni Wallach <laughs> is making called Misspent Youth in Lakeway. <laughs> That's true. And so they call. Um, so finally they like call the parents and they're like, no, our kids are here. Nope, our kids are not here. But um, the next day, the next day, the next I day. get home and my dad's sitting at the... Um, at the kitchen table and he looks at me and he says i am so disappointed in you that was it like <laughs> i am Shame. so disappointed in you and it wasn't he was trying to punish me it wasn't it was just that was punishment enough for him it to was, say that this hurts me like you knew better this was dangerous. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out. To I was our in middle school, by the way. <laughs> wow. I like to point out that when she, when you, you guys listening can't see, when she started with that, when she gave her dad's words, I'm so disappointed. I thought you were going to cry. Mm-hmm. Your demeanor happen. changed. Yeah. Your whole, yeah. you went to that drop down mm-hmm. place where Joni cries. It could happen. Um, so, but like, even, I think you have to be, the punishment has to fit the person too. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Like, the I was so disappointed in you. I can just hear because that's what affects you. That's mm-hmm. what, yeah, gets to you. Well, I Two, threes, and fours, our core emotion is shame. There so it is. <laughs> he pressed we are, here. We are an hour in, and we have our first Enneagram reference. <laughs> I was gonna, I was wondering, Daryl, when you were gonna say Moses' two went to an eight that's when, he, when yeah. he broke the. The, um, he, I think he's more of a five when he was out in the uh, sheep herding. I think he was enjoying just being on his own. Oh, well, I don't know about Moses's personality time, but I will tell you that old-fashioned school, we would just say he had a very serious temper problem. Yeah, this mm. is. I think this is the same mm-hmm. flair here. Maybe an eight. He hit the rock. <laughs> that yeah. where he hits the rock. Uh, yeah. And then when he the kills the Egyptian, Egyptian. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's th- mad. He's this, angry. This yeah. guy has. It doesn't come up very often, but when it does, it is full-throated. Well, like you, you've taken up for this person and taken up for this person, and you you want them to do better, but then they're over here still, you know, and it's like, I'm so tired of taking up for you guys. I'm doing all these things, and here you are, and now, you know, I, you, I, exhaustion, disappointment, and anger. I think he was angry. So d- does our does our anger affect our punishment doling out? I mean, different folks mm-hmm. will read this differently, and they'll say that this is clearly all from the Lord. And it, he does say this. Sa- th- this thus says the Lord: Levites, strap on your sword mm-hmm. and go get them. Mm-hmm. I'm not certain that the drinking of the gold is necessarily. <laughs> and uh, the Levites had to drink the gold too. <laughs> you're right, you're I'm not just wrong. saying. And, well, <laughs> which probably made them bitter. <laughs> but but like you were like you were saying, it's not without precedence that to grind or destroy something and then have it used to be drank was a contextually appropriate thing. So to us, it sounds just incredibly ludicrous. But maybe to them, it was more. It was maybe even more meaningful. Like oh. Wow, this is serious. Or so. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I'm not smart enough to know or haven't studied enough about that. But it seems like it's it may be contextually appropriate. Um, and as a leader, it may be something that he's picking that to show them this is how serious it is. I don't know. I'm just I, I think I think loud. all that's true. That that the 
there, there's the psychological aspect of we were just worshiping this thing, and I now I'm eating it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the, then, <laughs> then there's the physiological aspect of you're going to feel pain from this. You need to feel pain from this because this kind of activity, this is an abomination, at least a desolation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, let the reader understand. Yeah. There's a spiritual aspect of it is showing that this cow that you made, this holy cow that you made, is nothing. Mm-hmm. It, it's just God's not impressed with your toys. Yeah. And, and I think all of those are at play here, as well as the communal aspect of community building, because for the next 40 years wandering through the desert, they're all able to tell, remember when we all had the... <clears throat> <laughs> well, and I think the, 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 the point I get from that is that there's a difference between punishment that comes out of our human anger mm-hmm. that's just, like you said, striking the rock, that's mm-hmm. impulsive. Um, I'm frustrated. I've had enough of this, and so I'm just going to return the favor with destruction. And then punishment, if you will, that's redemptive or that's more consequential that is intended to teach or grow or stretch, like you said, where a few years down the road, they're going to like, oh, yeah, I remember that. We're never doing that again. Because they knew they were doing they, wrong. They learned. It was, it was a, a, a lesson, if you will. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it bore um, something positive or fruitful, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. in the long run. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think so. Absolutely. The, uh, you said they learned their lesson? But, and look at all the things that God had d- done for them in the past, where he brought them, he's fed them, he's, they've seen things, they know he's faithful, but just in a, in a short amount of time, they, you know, start to lose their faith and doubt and, you know, the not knowing, you know, not knowing what's going to happen. It could have been, you know, God trying to wrap this thing up and get them out of there, and yet they do this, and it sets them back another how many years? Well, let's you know? let's let's play um, let's play with that for a moment. I thought we were about to wrap this up, but let's play. <laughs> how long was Moses on the mountain? Forty days. Forty days. I was like, is that a trick question? I thought we already <laughs> said forty days. No, no, we did. Uh, Misty, Misty so, was like forty days. So, who who kept him there for forty days? God did. The Lord kept him there for 40 days. Um, Does God know ahead of time how the Israelites are going to behave? Yes. Yes. Ergo, the Lord kept Moses away long enough for them to get to this point. Mm -hmm. It's not that he made them do this. He gave them enough freedom to, to expose this evil yeah. that was inside of them, mm-hmm. which takes us to a place of God's sovereignty. We wait upon the Lord, the Psalms tells us all mm-hmm. the time. Wait upon the Lord. Wait. We are waiting on Him and His good timing with obedience and mm-hmm. with patience and with devotion. But how many people do we know who grow tired of mm-hmm. waiting? And just when they give up is when... They missed the blessing that would well, have been present. And he's making us, and not that Moses isn't already a servant and a leader, but he's working on Moses more than he's worried. Not that he's not worried about the Israelites, but he's he's molding Moses into the leader, more of a leader than that the Lord wants him to be by having Moses come up and intercede for his people and saying, you know, because it's at the beginning, the Lord wants to take them all out and Moses says no, but then it's like, they swap roles, and Moses is angry, and then the Lord is, you know, um, Moses is there for the people. And what Moses is coming to the Lord for, the, and God doesn't change his mind. He's just working. It, it changes us, if that well, makes sense. See, Moses is angry when he comes down, and it's flaring. Yeah. And we should never, I don't think we should, as parents, I really worked at this, to never punish my children when I was angry. Mm-hmm. You know, um, We'll talk about this tomorrow, go to your room. Um, my, my, some of my worst moments as a father was when I let my anger overtake the moment I say things that I really don't mean. I think we all probably do that to some extent. So anger's bad, but I, I'm not certain that the Lord's not angry too. Mm-hmm. This verse... Um, 33 and 34 uh, is actually quite terrifying mm-hmm. because it has this feeling of, <laughs> I killed, we killed the 3,000 and you all 
have had golden toilets, but here is something special. But now lead the people, verse 34, to the place about which I've spoken to you. Behold, my angel shall go before you. And then here it comes. Nevertheless, in the day when I visit, I will visit their sin upon them. Yeah. He's going to... Rem- his, his anger with them is <laughs> smoldering. Mm-hmm. And it's building. He's going to those who are guilty. He's going That's to. That's what bring I mean. He's not them. holding Moses responsible for that. He's holding the people right. responsible for that. So move forward. We still have work to do, but don't think I have forgotten yeah. this. We have not. So in this sense, atonement really has not been made. Atonement mm-hmm. is when sin is. You know, as far right. as the east is from the west. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not what we have here. What we have here is. We're moving on because the only other option is complete annihilation of these people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is even yeah. even more terrifying. Yep. I'm just going to say the we'll talk about this later is a punishment. <laughs> I to say that's almost worse. <laughs> that is a punishment. We're going to talk about this later. So even for these people, we'll talk about this later. It, this yeah. is a, mm-hmm. hey, I want you to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, we're going to talk about this. Yeah. It, it's very, the language is very parental. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You're still able to go. I'm, 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 not, I'm not making you quit football, but uh, we're going to talk about this at a later time. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. I just brought football up because, you know, it's Texas, mm-hmm. but that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? We've been at this for a while. Good stuff. This good. Is good stuff. Yeah. But weird. What's the next weird Moses story? I don't remember. I think we're out of Exodus. Miriam, though. is that yeah. you? Says Miriam or something. Uh, Miriam. <laughs> we've, we've been missing Miriam for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and notice without a female presence here, everything goes south. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, we weren't going to say it, but <laughs> Misty and I were thinking yeah. it. So, somewhere in a corner, <laughs> Miriam's like, I told them, Moses. I they didn't have them. snacks. We did. They right. got hungry, and That's so they it. built a calf. Impatient, impatient, impatient. <laughs> oh, thank you for listening to Daryl. Misty, Joni, and I. Please like, share, and comment this podcast on your favorite social media platform. Every click matters. Stay away from golden calves. You can also visit our website at fmf.life. We got lots of action going on there. We got worship services. We've got newsletters. There's information about the Under the Water Tower previous seasons. If you haven't listened to season one, it's better than whatever program Misty was talking about earlier that she's watching on TV. <laughs> it, is. it really is. We'll be back next week. We, we, we did miss a week. I said this two weeks ago, but we had snowpocalypse. Uh, but we'll be back next week with Bible Talk from Under the Water Tower. Goodbye, guys. Be good. See you later. See you soon. Bye. Love your neighbor. <laughs>